Welcome, Summit Nation, everybody watching us online, everybody here in person. I want you to listen up because I've got a word from God for you. God wants to do something in 2021 in your life that he's never done before. God wants to do a new thing. Isaiah talks about a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. A new thing. And I, I want to give you some examples of some people that are close to home. You may not know them, but I know them, and I'll share them with you so we're not, so you understand we're just not talking about people of yesteryear, uh, people in the Bible. I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to talk about certainly people in the Bible, but, and I'm going to share with you what the Bible says, but I want you to see some manifestations and know that if God did something for anybody, he'll also do it for you. And just right, right here in, in Summit Nation, we've got, uh, now I'm, I may mess, mess this story up, but I'm going to get you the, the full testimony from, from the Weavers. But uh, this is just, uh, it's a little fuzzy to me, but I, I'll, I'll give you what I do know about it. But uh, Addie, and I don't, I don't believe they mind me sharing this with you, but she'd been believing for a liver transplant. And she was on a list. And uh, Addie, she, she was moved uh, down on the list instead of being moved up on the list. But that's good news. Because what happened was her lung capacity has increased. And so they, they, they based what, that, that's her shouting back there. Amen, I shout too. Amen. You can interrupt my message anytime with shouting for that, about that good news. They base where they put you on the list based on your lung capacity. And uh, her lung capacity increased to a cer certain extent that, that they moved her down on the list. And they gave her the numbers. Uh, her husband, Tracy, told me, uh, the, the, the doctor, now they've been going to the uh, Cleveland Clinic, very popular uh, clinic. They know what they're doing, okay? And so they asked the doctor, like, what's, like what, is the, what do these numbers mean? Like, like how, did, how did that, what's the significance of these numbers? And, um, like, or, or, or how, how often do you see something like this? And the doctor told him, uh, they, they said, you know, other doctors would try to explain different things and tell you, give you reasons why. He said, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. It's only by the grace of God. That's what the doctor told me. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God wants to do something in your life he'd never done before. We serve a supernatural God, and we should expect to see vision from God. I'm, and I'm going to explain what a vision is, all right? And I'm talking about prophetic vision. You can get your own prophetic vision from God. We've got uh, a, a, another situation, another uh, Roosevelt Barnes, a member of our church, is, is a sports agent. Well, his group just landed 
or not just landed, I just found out about it, but they landed the Heisman Trophy winner. Devontae Smith, I believe is his name, from Alabama. Come on, somebody. Um, what, what, am I, what am I sharing this with you for? Because God wants to do unprecedented things. It, it's, it's happening. Are, are you going to be a part of it? You, you want something for yourself? See, it, it's not a, a, a zero-sum game. What that means is it's like a piece of pie, and if somebody gets a slice of a, of a 14-inch pie, then that means there's less for you. Somebody else gets a slice. Somebody else gets a slice. No, God's got something for everybody. And then we got uh, Stephen Squires, who's he's online right now. He manages, uh, he, he's one of the people who oversees and manages the online comments and the on, online uh, for our summit streaming on Sundays. Well, his son is out in Los Angeles, and he's writing for the, the number one TV show in the world right now, which is WandaVision on Disney. He's one of the staff writers. And he was the, he was the writer. He was the, because the, uh, the staff writers, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll group them together and they're towards the end of the, of the credits. But he got his own episode in episode seven. So right in the beginning of the cre- credits, you saw his name. I got it on my phone. I recorded it. Cameron, written by Cameron Squires. That boy grew, grew up right here in this church. Parents, Steve and, and Rose uh, Squires. I'm talking about some unprecedented things. Some of y'all woke up now because you thought I'm just, I'm just up here talking. I, I want you to get what, what belongs to you. I want you to know that God, is, see, and you've got to expect these things. So let me just, let me just uh, break these things down to you. Amen. Let, let's get into the word of God. Amen. And, and again, we're not talking about something strange. All right? And sometimes when you think about prophetic vision, some people's minds go to uh, people who, who call themselves prophets and they, and they are speaking a word over you and things like that. And I want you to know that there, are, there is such a thing as prophets. And let me say up front, I do believe in prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They have their role. But the role of the prophet in the new covenant is different than that of the prophet in the old covenant. People were guided by seers or prophets in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, prophets, the role of a prophet is not to guide your individual life. God gives you your own prophetic word for your life. He doesn't lead you. Listen, God is not leading you and guiding your life by a prophet. Don't live your life and move on anything in your life. Act on anything based on what somebody told you. I don't care if they say that they're a prophet or not. In the New Covenant, the Bible says, all will know me, from the least to the greatest. In the New Covenant, you can read this from in um, Hebrews chapter 8. They shall not, in the New Covenant, they shall not teach each man his neighbor and each man his brother, saying, know the Lord, all will know me. 
I don't care if you just gave your life to the Lord. You know the Lord. He's in you. Okay. Now you can develop. We, we certainly will, will develop our, our ability to hear as we spend time with the Lord. Amen. But you can hear from God. My point is, even if you just got saved, you can hear from God just like anybody else. Nobody can hear from God any better than you can. Nobody, nobody is any closer to God than you are. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 3, let's begin in verse 1. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Okay, that's as far as I'm going to go in this particular passage, and I want you to know that in this particular point in time in Israel's history, the Bible says the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Everything God does, he does through his word. Okay? So that's a problem when the word of the Lord is rare. And you don't want that to be the case in your life where the word of the Lord is rare. Now, there was no frequent vision. I want to say something else about a vision that some people um, misunderstand. They think that because we have the word of God today, we have the new covenant, uh, we don't need visions. But that's not true. Because in the new covenant, we're going to see that God says that he would give vision in these days that we're living in right now. Now, certainly, uh, we, we need the word of God. The word of God is first and foremost, all right? And God will never give you a vision that contradicts the word of God. Amen. Now, so not only was the word rare, there was no frequent vision. So there wasn't very much vision in those days. I want to give you a definition of vision. The, vision, the word vision in the Hebrew, this Hebrew word translated vision is hazon. Everybody say hazon. Like being, in, like being in the zone. Hazon. And what it means is a divine vision or, or dream. And these words are, are used interchangeably. Vision, dreams. We should expect to have visions and dreams from God. God um, uses me a lot in dreams. I just, I've been having them very frequently <laughs> this year. And I'm, I'm excited about the things that the Lord has shown me. And um, let me tell you something else. There are some of you that are listening to me right now that the Lord is going to restore your vision and your dreams. There are some people here, people under the sound of my voice right now, you may be watching online, where you let your vision get cloudy and you've forgotten it. But God is going to restore that vision to you and make it very clear again to you. Again, because God wants to do something very special 
in your life. He wants to do a new thing in your life. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. One of the things that he tries to steal is not just your health, not just your finances, but your vision. Before the devil robs you, he robs your vision. Let that sink in. Before the devil robs you, he'll rob you of your vision. Because he don't want you to see what God wants to do in your life. And we see here in Israel's history, there was no frequent vision. See, before God does anything, listen, to now let this sink in. Before God does anything, he gives a vision. Before God does anything, he gives a vision. Without a vision, people perish. We're going to look, look at, let's look at that, Proverbs 29, 18. Let me finish defining Hazon. Hazon is a divine vision or dream, a word of revelation, that which is seen. A divine vision or dream, word of revelation, that which is seen. God speaks in pictures. He'll put a picture on the inside of you. Where there is no vision, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Everybody say, where there's no vision, the people perish. See, people don't perish for a lack of education, a lack of opportunity, a lack of, of well, you know, there's, I, I, the reason why I'm suffering, the reason why that um, I'm not having success in my life is because, you know, there's no jobs available right now. Uh, people don't perish for that. People don't perish for the lack of connections. People don't perish for a lack of resources. Not according to this verse. Why do people perish? There's no vision. We need a vision for our future. Proverbs 29:18 from the ESV. Carly, you going to take care of that for me? All right. Amen. Proverbs 29:18 where there is no prophetic vision. And this this word is again hazon in the Hebrew. The word translated vision is Hazon, where there is no Hazon, the people perish. Notice how the ESV translates it, where there is no prophetic vision. Do you know you can receive a prophetic vision from God for your life? And you need it. Before God does anything in your life, he gives you a vision. 
where there's no prophetic vision. Here it says, the people cast off restraint. See, when people don't have a vision, people are unrestrained. They're out of, another way to say it is people are, are out of control where there is no vision. Let's look at Genesis chapter 15. Let's see, let's see what I'm talking about in Scripture. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham, I, or Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So these things, the the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Now, I believe this, this word vision right here, now I'll, I'll have to check that out, but I believe that this is, um, the word translated vision here is not hazon, but it is the, um, it, it comes from the root word. It comes from the same root word, all right? So it's in the same family. So Abram, Abram how did the Lord come to Abram? In a what? in a vision. He showed him. He showed him in a vision, and he said, don't be afraid. I'm your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? Now, God was going to bring a a great nation out of Abram, okay? He was going to change his name to Abraham, and Abram was going to have children. And so God said, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And this is the way people are today. Lord, how are you going to How are you going to bless me? How are you going to favor me seeing that we're in a pandemic? Seeing that they're talking about layoffs. Seeing that I'm unemployed. Seeing, what what will you give me seeing that the doctor gave me this bad report? Lord, Lord, what what, what will you give me seeing? See, it's about what, what do you see? God didn't see him childless. God gave him a vision. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, some people wonder, Lord, what what are you going to do for me seeing that my future doesn't look good? What what, what future can I have? I I mean, I I don't see anything good for me. Get a vision from God. Let him birth a vision on the inside of you. And in some cases, let him restore vision. God has not forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten what he put in your heart when you lost that vision. You forgot. He didn't forget. <laughs> Lord, how are how you going to bless me with a, a new house seeing 
that the housing market is bad. I want you to know God is a supernatural God. God will move all kind of stuff out the way to get it to you. God, don't limit God. God is a big God. Ooh. Let's look at, um, I don't care what the doctor said. The good, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For Watch this. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever is in your heart in abundance is going to come out of your mouth. See, what's in your heart precedes the speaking, right? But your heart, listen, your heart is affected by vision, what you see. And then what, and, and, and when you see it through, and this is why we need to spend time in prayer and meditation, and sometimes just sit down with a cup of tea or something, a glass of water, a cup of coffee, just sit down and, and, and meditate on what God showed you. Ponder over, over that vision. And see, when that is in your heart in abundance, you're not going to talk negativity. You're not going to talk failure. You're not going to talk defeat. You're going to think like a conqueror. You're going to think like a winner. You're going to think like a champion. See, when when you have a vision from God, can't nobody take it away from you. When you have revelation from God, nobody can take it from you. Without a vision... People perish. See, people think that they perish. People think that when I, when I say perish, I mean unsuccessful. And people think that they're unsuccessful because they don't have the people to help them or they don't have the resources. Man, if, if I could just get enough people to come behind my vision. No, get a vision. See, see, the issue is you've you, you, you got to get a vision. Now, let me say this too, because people, corporations have mission statements and, and, and vision statements, and, and people do vision boards and things like that, and, and all that's wonderful, okay? But you can have that and not have a prophetic vision. You understand what I mean? I'm not shooting that stuff down. Those vi- the vision board can help you when you have a prophetic vision and you put what God shows you on that board. Because a prophetic vision is not just something a, a team just gets around a conference table and start writing some stuff down. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's good. And, 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 and they collaborate and come up with a, a statement for your company and all that. There's nothing wrong with that, but what, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you get a vision from God, God speaks to your heart. He puts revelation in your heart. Are y'all listening to me? This is revelation from God, a divine vision or a dream. 
I'm coming into some stuff now that I saw before it happened, before it manifests. And don't be discouraged when you're doing good. Don't be discouraged when you don't see anything. I mean, when you don't see anything in the natural. Because see, we walk by faith, not by sight. But on the other hand, we walk by sight. <laughs> yeah, we walk by sight, but we don't walk by sight. So there's two kinds of seeing. See, your heart's got eyes. I'm going to show you that in the Bible. Wow, your heart has eyes. And, and see, this is the missing element to many people's success. No vision. Before God does anything in your life, he brings vision. What do you see? What do you see? I said, what do you see? Now, God wants to do some, again, a new thing in your life. Unprecedented things. But first, you got to see something. I can't give it to you. I'm not God. But the good news is, he's on the inside of you. He wants to do some unprecedented stuff. But, but, but first... You're going to have to see something. You're going to have to see what is he showing you. Get revelation from him. You, you can't be stopped. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. So we walk by sight. What do I mean? The vision that God shows you. And we walk by that. So it don't make any difference what's happening in the natural. You're not moved by what you see in the natural because you see something on the inside. And it's going to work itself out on the outside. Man. Y'all get some out of this? Look at Genesis chapter 13. The Lord said to Abram, after a lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. He, he's, he's showing him a picture. See, God speaks in pictures. And he's, he's showing him a picture of what he wants to do in his life. He said, look, look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. For all the land that you what? That you see. That's what I'm asking you today. What do you see? I don't see nothing right now. But spend time with God. Spend time with your heavenly father. And he'll give you a vision for your own life. Ask him to restore those visions. I tell you what, he did that for me just here recently. There are some things that I let slip, but God brought it back to the surface. He brought it back to my remembrance. I just got lackadaisical, and I stopped seeing what the Lord showed me, but I'm seeing it again. And I tell you what, Summit Church, we're about to take off and go to another level, so fasten your seat belts, make sure your tray table and seat backs are in the upright locked position because we can ready to move fast. 
Amen. And get ready for it. And sometimes leaders complain. Some pastors are the most complaining people. Uh, but you can't blame a lack of this and a lack of that in your ministry and people are not doing this and people are not doing that. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not because of people. It's because of lack of vision. And as leaders, we, we need to make the vision plain. Like God said Habakkuk, to Habakkuk, write the vision, make it plain. So people that read it can run with it. A lot of ministers, pastors particularly, say, man, I just don't have enough people to help me. I have not enough people to do this and that. And um, I've been there. I mean, yesterday. <laughs> I was, I'm not talking about like five years ago. I mean, I'm preaching to myself. Man, if we just had more people, why don't people... Step up. Why don't people just, I, I, and I've been discouraged by it. But you know what? I got a hold of something. In studying this, I mean, I, man, I just need to have vision about where we're going. And see, when you have vision, the, when it, where there is vision, there's provision. It's not about a lack of people. It's about a lack of vision. You just watch. People are going to start volunteering out of nowhere. People that are not even here are going to come and volunteer. Anybody ever heard of Helen Keller? Helen Keller? Well, she was, she was born blind, but accomplished great things. And they asked her, they said, what's worse than being born blind? You know what she said? Being born with sight, but having no vision. Wow. See, she had vision, even though she didn't have, she didn't have physical sight, she saw on the inside. And she accomplished a lot. God told, told Abram, all the land that you see. Thank you, Jesus. All the land that you will see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. See it first, and then you'll have it. Genesis uh, 15, verse 5. And he brought him outside. He brought Abram outside, and he said, look toward heaven and number the stars. Yeah, Thank you, Lord. Oh, I don't have that. Okay. This is not in, uh, in the notes, but in Genesis 15, 5, and he brought him outside and said, do y'all have the notes? Did I put the notes in the, uh, do y'all have notes in the, uh, on the app? Okay, well, this, this won't, won't be in, in uh, I added a couple of scriptures this morning. And he brought him outside, Abram, and said, you can jot this down, Genesis 15, 5, look toward heaven 
and number the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, I imagine that there was a pause right there. Okay, I want you to look and, and look toward heaven, number the stars. Imagine on a starry night how many stars there are on, on a starry night. And, and, and imagine Abram numbering, looking up and numbering the stars. And, and he may have told the Lord, Lord, it's, just, it's more than I can count. So I, I imagine there was a pause there. And then the Lord said, so shall your offspring be. What was he doing? Why, why, why would God bother to have him look toward the north, the south, the east, and the west? Why would God bother at another time to tell him, take him outside on a starry night to look up at the stars? Why would God bother to do that? To give him a vision. So he can have an image in, in his mind. So when, when he is in his quiet time and, and, and walk away uh, uh, from the stars and throughout the day he can start seeing those stars on the inside. Thank you, Lord. To look out at all the land, right? To the east, the west, the north, and south. Look, look, look at it. He's a big guy. He, he wants us to think big. Dream big. Tell somebody to dream big. Thank you, Lord. Woo-wee. God changes your vision on the inside before he changes the outside. See, some of y'all are waiting on stuff to happen on the outside, but you don't see nothing. But that changes today. Amen. See, when, when you have vision in your heart, you, you, you see things other people don't see. And don't be discouraged, because sometimes we get excited and we want to tell people about what we see, and they just kind of look at you. Anybody ever had that happen? They just kind of look at you? Because they, they don't, don't, don't get mad at them. They just... Don't see what you see. And some people you, you're not supposed to tell. Because some people can't handle what God showed you. See, God wants to show you something so big that it's, it's going to take him to pull it off. You can't do it on your own. See, sometimes people put God in a box and, and they, they come up with this little small vision that they think that they can, that is manageable. <laughs> well, I think I think I think I could get this done. I think I can I think I can do this by the end of the year. It ain't big enough. God gives you something so big it takes him to pull it off. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. Man, I tell you, this is so, so, so good. Now, now, mm, where do we want to go here? Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 
Now, the world, they have a, like if you listen to the things going on in the world, if you listen to the news report, see the devil uses the news and stuff going on in the natural with the pandemic and the economy is going to be bad and there are going to be so many jobs lost during the pandemic, so many people dying. See, the, the devil uses those negative reports. Actually, he's behind that, that mess. Now, we, sh- we should have news, but um, the, the, the people's conclusions about what's going on and, and, and people's, um, what they forecast is so negative because the world is bent toward a negative. And what the devil does is he uses the news to, to broadcast uh, these evil re- reports. He uses the, the news to, to give you like a, a pessimistic outlook on life. Well, you can't really expect much to happen during this pandemic. You can't really expect to prosper during these times. You know, once the pandemic is over, then, you know, maybe God could would do something. No, God is not limited by a pandemic. God is not waiting till a pandemic is over to do something in your life. God is doing something in your life right now. He wants to do something big in your life right now. And don't expect the world to see it. Because how many of you know the world talking negative? I, I disengage. Any negative talk, I disengage from it. I, I only want to talk about what God is doing. Now you can do what you want. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. See, yeah, you, you, you see things. When you have vision from God, you see things that other people don't. Like Elisha, when they were surrounded when, uh, uh, by the Syrians. And it was him and, and Gehazi. And he told Gehazi, there's more with us. Come on. There's more with us than are with them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, he saw something. He knew that the angels of God encamped around him. And he prayed for Gehazi. He said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and behold, the, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? See, when the Lord opened Gehazi's eyes where he could see, see them in the natural, that didn't create the angelic host, the horses and chariots of fire. They were already there. Elijah could see him. Elijah knew they were there. He could see that there's more with us. You got to be able to see that. There's more with us. When they're talking about negative stuff on the news, there's more with us than with them. When they're talking about people dying of COVID, it shall not come near me. It shall not come near me. I see it shall not. I see it. I see health. Huh? I'm not hiding from the virus. I'm walking through it. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm walking out of my house. See, it's what keeps people in the house, what they see. 
when that image on the inside of you is dark, and you say, oh, it might, it might happen to me. I might die. I might catch it. If I go to the store, I might pick it up from somebody. I, I, I saw an image on Facebook with me and passed around about all the little germs, the pandemic cells. You can do that about anything. That ain't the only thing floating around. There's germs all over the place. Now, they may not be fatal. And see, what, what, what the, the thing about the, the pandemic, the, this COVID thing that freaks people out, is the fear of death. Which Hebrew says that those who through fear of death, but Jesus delivered those who, before the hand, <laughs> before Jesus, B.C. days, through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I'm not going to live my life in bondage. I said, I'm not going to live my life in no bondage. Well, Pastor, you think differently if you caught it. No, I wouldn't. Say the same thing. Because what I believe would get me out of it if I did catch it. Hallelujah. Because it's about what you see. What do you see? I don't see stuff floating around in the air. Except for angels. That's what I see. And it's, the, the, the beautiful thing about it, it's your choice what you see. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, faith is walking by sight. Now, don't take that out of context. I know what 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. But I'm talking about spiritual sight. Uh-oh. I'm about out of time. But let me, let me give you something here. Um, Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart. This is what you got to do in the midst of all this bad news going on. Keep your heart or guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. See, out of your heart come the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And your heart is affected by what? Vision. See, that, that's, that involves, that's, that's a part of what it means to guard your heart or keep your heart with all diligence. Don't let anything affect your vision from God, what God shows you. Amen? Amen. Here's an assignment for you, and I'm going to repeat this. I've, I've, I've shared this before, but I want you to pray this prayer daily in 2021. This is going to help you. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1, there's a prayer that Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus. Let's pick it up in verse 16. 
I, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, this is what I want you to pray. Pray that the Lord will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We need revelation. That's one of the definitions of vision is revelation. Look at verse 18. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened. The Greek word for this translated enlightened is photizo. Does that sound familiar? It's where we get our English word photo. To have a photo, you have to have ray, the rays of light. The Amplified says, By having the eyes of your heart, watch this, flooded with light. Ooh, hallelujah. God wants to flood your heart with light. So pray that the Lord will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you and what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. So my assignment to you is pray. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19 daily in your life, and you're going to get revelation, and you're going to get vision from God. Pray this daily. If you miss a day, don't condemn yourself. Just pick it up the next day. I'm not trying to create a law, but I want to encourage you to pray this because visions and dreams will be birthed in your heart. Remember what I said at the outset. God is no respecter of persons. I want you to, to expect great things to happen for you in 2021. Unprecedented things. Again, that, that your, the eyes of your heart would be flooded with light. Not only do you have natural eyes, your heart has eyes. Your heart has eyes. And in this context, your eyes, your, your heart, rather, is in the soulish area. And God wants to, to take the vision. He's going to put vision in your spirit. And he's going to flood you, flood your soul with light. So you'll be able to see Thank you, Lord. See the great things that he has for your life. What you see like a photo will be reproduced.
you'll have moments where, man, I didn't see what I, I, I didn't see how I could do this or how I could accomplish this, this before, but I see it now. Anybody ever, ever say that? I, I see it. What does that mean? I, I, I see it on the inside. Maybe you didn't understand something. Oh, I see it. I see it now. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for vision. Father, I pray this over the church body right now, over Summit Nation, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. I pray that the eyes of their heart would be flooded with light, that they may know what is the hope to which you have called them, 